0: Hey guys, welcome to Cinema Suitcase, I'm Kevin, Uh, this is Logan, I'm going to try out an intro today for our upcoming Horror Month segment to celebrate October and Halloween and all of that yeah um, yeah we, are, we have a whole bunch of horror movies planned for for october exactly so uh you know you'll see them as they come but i'm trying something new and uh part of formatting i will be the one guiding us through the story this time which is quite exciting yeah because uh anaconda was uh was kevin's movie kevin really wanted to do it yeah actually so, that, that's you brought up a valid point sorry to cut you off no no problem um, um what
1: i was just gonna say was that we we decided that we when, um when uh it's my movie I'll lead the episode but if it's your movie then you should leave the episode yeah actually that's in that a good
0: case point. yeah I'll... yeah so I chose anaconda because it's a I think it's a well-known horror sort of flick it's a classic monster in the house it isn't very the anaconda uh, uh, deep movie yeah Anac- anaconda is pretty pretty well known in
1: pop culture it is it's like up there with it's up there with jaws and stuff like like when you say anaconda everybody knows
0: what what, you what anaconda, anaconda is depending yeah. on whether they like it or not they know what it is yeah they know what it is so i thought it would be a nice uh sort of introductory episode into our horror segment of uh halloween and october and all that so because the thing is it's not it's not up there with the you know the greats it ain't no friday the 13th but it's still an interesting enough episode that i thought we should do it yeah and i mean you've got a whole bunch of other movies lined up that i won't mention for spoilers but um i look forward to it so do you want to give us some some statistics or would you like to elaborate
1: yeah we can we can give you guys a little bit of statistics here uh Well, to start off, Anaconda came out in 1997 and was obviously a big role for J-Lo, both J-Lo and Ice Cube.
0: Oh, um, that actually, uh, let's do this first.
1: Yeah. It was uh, directed by Louise Loza. Again, I might be probably butchering that name, but (laughs) we'll go with it. Uh, Written by Hans Bauer, Jim Cash, and Jack Epps Jr. The uh, uh, original original music, which is actually really good in this movie, the music's very good, was done by Randall, uh, Randy Randy uh, Randy Endelman, and then cinematography cinematography was by Bill Butler. Pretty
0: pretty like Butler.
1: Yeah, Butler's like oh. you know, like a Butler. Yeah, I was it's
0: thinking he... butley. <laughs> no, no,
1: Butler, Butler, and then film editing by Michael R. Miller. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. So yeah. Quite a cast. Yeah, quite a cast. I didn't actually. Oh, it did have an know. opening scene with credits, didn't it? When Danny Trejo, Treasure. I'm, I'm not sure you say his surname. You know um, that actor. Yeah, um, Machete. Yeah, there we go. Right. I just uh, call him Machete. <laughs> like, he, he appears in this move, movely? movely. <laughs> yeah, movely? <laughs> movely. He briefly. What is wrong with me? He appears in this movie briefly. There we go. That's what I wanted to yeah. say. He's basically in the opening scene. He doesn't even have a character name. Doesn't he, have, doesn't he have any dialogue
1: except for screaming?
0: Yeah, I think he, I think he starts on the radio. Yeah. It's not a radio. <laughs> but yeah. um, he's talking, he's basically a poacher and he gets wrecked. And then that's similar with a lot of older movies what I was talking about in our, um, okay, I can't say the episode now because it's unreleased, but basically the opening scene hooks you and you suddenly yeah. you, you're a bit more invested.
1: Yeah, those horror and creature movie flicks, they almost always start with, with someone getting wrecked. With some random character being hunted by the creature and then
0: being killed. And then that's pretty much how almost all these movies start. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you could name so many movies that start like that. But nonetheless, that is how it starts. And um, the basic premise is we have a young sort of um, creative. I'm not sure if he necessarily wanted to only do documentary making. What is her name? Laurie. No, No, Terry. Terry, I knew I was. Terry played by J Lo. There we go. Terry played by J Lo. That's what I wanted to say earlier. Was is that her first, um, premiere movie like role? I think that was feature film.
1: I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was one of that was like her first big role or whatever that she that she got in movies. Mm,
0: Hmm. I think so. Oh, she killed it. But um, yeah. Nonetheless, she's a upcoming filmmaker. filmmaker like us I guess <laughs> <Just like laughs> and us, yeah. um, she's heading to the Amazon to make a documentary on a sort of secretive tribe of people known as the Shama. The, the Shama, the, the yes. <laughs> there we go and so that's why her and um, Ice Cube as well as a lot of few other like characters they are her crew uh, the only difference is they have a... Uh, did they hire that boat? Ah, oh, yes, they did. They hired that they boat. They did hire that boat, yes. Um, I I wasn't here really for that opening scene. That's why I asked you. Because <laughs> <clears throat> I walked in late. Anyway, um, hmm. how do we say? Well, I guess there isn't really all that much depth. The characters, as, as they start off, they don't really have any tension among them. They have that um, Westridge character who's there... Um, low budget David Attenborough <laughs> yeah he's basically, he's
1: basically the narrator for them. yeah
0: he's he's basically the host of this documentary they're making they have Ice Cube who is the cameraman and Danny then, yeah got, uh, his character's name is Danny he's Danny yes and um then they have Gary who is on sound and that's that's pretty much the crew and then they and have them. the doctor who does who's like researching this tribe and
1: the one and the other girl who's the production manager pretty
0: much yeah she and Gary have a have a thing together Yes. <laughs> uh, a young blooming relationship so that's it there's no tension or um, any sort of struggles or issues, that they they set off essentially very quickly in the film. Yeah, it's a
1: pretty quick. It's a pretty quick start to the movie. Mm, they, there's, like, there's not too much backstory. There's like a beginning scene with um, Dr. Stephen and uh, and Ojalo's uh, uh, character Terry, uh, which sort of like introduces them them and like why they're on this expedition. But that's about it. And then and then they're pretty much on the boat and then they set off.
0: They set off. Yeah, they don't have any um, anything like uh, excessive happening i wanted to say that they basically set off and once they're on the river they they touch on um the Shama as a culture and their sort of like
1: uh, Indigenous, be- beliefs and
0: exactly and um they also show the characters how they interact with each other while they're not busy working you know on the boat yeah like it's sort of like for example Westridge plays golf atrociously I don't think he yeah. hit that net once yeah he
1: plays, <laughs> he plays golf like he keeps hitting all of his balls into the into
0: the, river. <laughs> into the river and uh Ice Cube or Danny he excuse me he like um likes to play with his knife like wood carving and yeah and uh, they, they just generally vibe out, I guess, when they're not recording. Yeah. Cause I think they're on their way uh, deeper into the Amazon where these tribes are set up, when, yeah. uh, where they stay. Mm. So obviously the journey um, itself isn't as as thrilling as the rest of it might be. Yeah. So anyway, they, they encounter like um, Amazonian tropical rain, all right? Mm. And what happened was they meet this uh, character who's the... Well, he's essentially the bad guy. He is the bad guy. I don't know guy, why I even wanted big. to ask.
1: Yeah, he's played by John John Voigt. Voigt. Uh, I think that's how he pronounces his surname, I think Voigt.
0: so. V-O-I-G-H-T. Uh. Yeah,
1: yeah. His surname is a bit, a bit weird to pronounce. But yeah, John Voigt who plays Paul Sarone And... The red flag, the red flags immediately just go off.
0: from Dude, the beginning. he's so creepy in this film. He's even wearing a red
1: t-shirt. That that, that should give you
0: the ultimate the red flag. Yeah, the ultimate red flag. Uh, I'll I'll come back to that now in a sec. I just wanted to say his his boat. I don't know. I think he maybe uh, no. I think it, his boat was actually caught in the the mangroves and all of that plant life in the river. I don't think he staged that because he could have easily just taken his own boat.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also like the thing is he wouldn't stage it because the thing is you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't know if, there were, if another boat would come. Exactly.
0: So it was it was um, pure luck that for him that the our main crew arrived. Yeah, so they um, they offered to help him out. He jumped aboard, he threw his bag. And he's pretty much like a dictator. Um, yeah. I mean, apart from that initial meeting where he jumps to their boat, he seems alright then. But not long after that, you can yeah, see... yeah. Pretty he,
1: pretty quickly,
0: becomes you see that he's a, that he's not he, he's not right. He's not well, dude. Yeah. I, he's clever, and I I will circle back to his character later. Um, but I wanted to say that what was my point? I was trying to continue. Uh, hmm. Fuck. Oh yeah what i wanted to say was he's like a like a he's a poacher basically he is a poacher yeah i know he tries to disguise it like oh i hunt them for collectors and you know this sort of hunt rubbish the po- hunt them for
1: collectors and he
0: says like oh it's a poaching he's like poaching poaching is illegal yeah he says poaching is illegal he's like does anyone want to he, like he instantly changes um subject yeah but you can i don't know why they they took so long to see he was kind of sus yeah, I want to. That's what I was.
1: That's what I was saying. Red flags were going off, like certain things. Then at one point, Ice Cube's character Danny even says like, "I don't know about. I don't know about this dude, man. I don't, I don't know about him." Oh,
0: um, the reason. Oh, once he's aboard, they were they offered to give him a lift to the next village. Or actually, they didn't. They they actually said, uh, yeah. we, we can't turn around." Yeah, because well,
1: we're, we're headed up north or whatever. And then mm. he says
0: that no you could drop me off by the nearby village I know that they'll they'll help me get my boat back exactly so they they continue along down the river further away from uh, any form of civilization Mm. and uh yeah trying to think it's difficult to go play by play basically he's sort of they they kind of keep him around um at least for a little while because he has a a good understanding of the culture that they're actually looking for
1: yeah because he, he reveals that he, he knows he, he's actually seen the shisha shama mm-hmm. and he actually all yeah i hope to pronounce that but he has actually but he has actually yeah he, he has actually encountered the the, the tribe in the past mm-hmm. and and they basically basically him one because they want the uh, they want him to show them where, uh, where you last saw
0: them exactly pretty yeah. much um guide them to guide. where they the location is yeah location is where they're located yeah way. yeah
1: and then and then pretty soon the the ship gets um well the ship's going along the, uh, uh, and then it gets some like i think like some weeds or some vines stuck in the repeller mm-hmm. and then and then dr stephen the, the 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 uh the the main guy is obviously the leader of the expedition he goes down into the, the thing to actually like you know remove it but then obviously he gets he gets attacked. He gets some like bugs in his mouth.
0: Yeah, he gets that um, poisonous wasp. That poisonous in his, wasp in his, his mouth. His breathing um, apparatus. So, yeah, which is of course um, he was he was the a leader. So it makes sense that Paul, who who ultimately. Um, initially he did he probably just needed some help but then afterwards he was like no i can actually manipulate them manipulate these people and, and use them to his own nefarious but advantage
1: but obviously he got rid of dr stephen because dr stephen was already starting to yeah. realize that he was talking nonsense because mm. like, he even says like you know that um uh, he was talking about the the myth of the anaconda and how it was like a god a protector of the jungle and everything and he actually says that and then dr stephen was like well actually that actually is the that actually is a myth of myth of this other tribe mm. in the area, but it's not the but it's not the Shama. and so yeah so and then also like you know he wants them to go down a specific route. but Doctor Stevens like nope, we're going down this route. So exactly. he's just like okay, this guy's clearly the leader. I need to take him off the table. Mm,
0: he does that pretty quickly because yeah. afterwards, um, I think Danny is only looking out for Terry. Terry. Yeah. Is it yeah. It's Terry, right?
1: Yeah, because like uh, they're actually mixing up the story. <laughs> they don't really touch on it, but you can tell that the two of them have history. Yeah, They clearly, I think the two of them have like worked together in the past, and they have probably known each other for, for years. So mm. probably like the thinners, like ter- uh, like Danny and Terry, the two of them stick
0: to, to stick together the mm. the closest. Exactly, definitely. Out of all the characters, they're the strongest. And um, um, what's his name? the the host i just said his name earlier westridge westridge there we go i want to say hostridge westridge he's sort of on his own i mean he's 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 more upper class and formal but he's he doesn't look but down I, I, on anyone he's just more of keeps to himself
1: well that's actually that's actually um one mo one thing that uh, there's actually a lot of things about westridge that i want to talk about later but obviously we can i don't know if you want to go straight into just things that we liked or if you want to carry on with the
0: play-by-play um no, I mean we we can stop there as a first checkpoint. Just no, okay. basically how how yeah. they've met the bad guy and he starts to yeah. dictate and uh, oh, okay. sabotage them. So okay. Okay. by all means.
1: Okay, well, um, what I like about Westridge is that um, um, Westridge comes across as that very like posh, very like pencil pusher, like kind of like you know like you know upper class, you know elite type of type mm. of guy, uh, like, and, like arrogance, arrogance and everything. And then him and Danny actually like you know actually a uh, 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 clash quite a bit. Because like, there's one part where he's playing golf, we're trying to play golf, and then Danny's playing music, and then funny enough, the music that actually that they're busy playing is actually one of Us Cube's songs that he worked on back in the day, which is great. Which oh, is I actually... didn't know
0: that. It, I'm hearing it now, you're completely right. But um, I didn't click. In, yeah, I didn't in the click. Phone. I
1: didn't click on it either. Um, but when I was watching it the other day with my one friend, he told me that uh, he told me that. Uh, because then as Westridge keeps like turning the music down, and then Danny keeps turning it back up, and then and then my one friend said that oh no yeah it's very funny because they're turning that's act that's Ask Cube's actual music that he worked on mm. when he was younger.
0: The it 90s, makes sense. The Listening back just from watching it last night, um, I can clearly hear his like sort of rapper voice yeah, yeah, in that track.
1: His, yeah, yeah, it's his music, and then cool. <laughs> um, which is pretty cool. And then um, yeah. Uh, 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 and then basically uh but what I like about it is that Westridge he like he comes across as very and him and danny um clash in the beginning, but after a while the then there's the two of them actually kind of kind of get like a bromance sort of thing grow, uh, going like he teaches it like Westridge teaches him how to actually drive the boat, and then like at one point they're actually like busy like you know reminiscing about you know they want to go back, back to civilization, to hot showers, and then like you know to LA traffic with cell phones, cellular phones, and oh yeah, and
0: he's like, oh, don't get me started. Yeah, they he's have... like Zach,
1: like, Zach, like, don't start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they um, they clashed initially because they were sort of getting on each other's nerves in but terms then, of then, their free time. But when Paul,
1: when Paul starts to sort of take over and become a dictator, and they work together to stop him, that's actually when when they
0: all start to form a bond. Mm. Yeah, you know, they so, they, but... they come together because. Um, Sorry, um, you, no. you finish.
1: No, no, no. So, well, What I was just going to say, sort of, just to end my point on West Street, that usually in a lot of these like horror movies, um, if you think back on movies like Jurassic Park or Aliens or or, or any of these like monster movies where there's like a where there's like some pencil pusher, pompous, elitist, you know, uh, aristocratic, you know, upper class type of guy, usually he he dies and he and usually the audience is happy that he's dead because you know he's a total total jerk. But then in this movie, and now uh, there's, you know, while, okay, obviously spoilers, guys, you know, just, you haven't seen the anaconda, just, you know, click away now. But, um, Westridge, you know, does die in this movie, but when he actually dies, it actually, it's actually, you actually feel bad mm. for, for his death,
0: because you're actually like, oh no, he actually was a genuine person. Yeah, exactly. Um. To add to that i i watched anacondas years ago because as i said it was etv's only movie apparently <laughs> yeah etv loved to play anacondas. anaconda
1: <laughs> so that was like that was like their, that was like their,
0: their poster movie it was and so i watched it probably um much younger than I should have, and when I when I rewatched it, I my memory was very faded, and I couldn't really remember it. So when Westridge died, I actually felt like bad. I won't lie. I clearly remember that because every time we get to that scene, you you just start to like him. You know, he's humorous. He's having interactions with the characters, and then yeah. and then he gets wrecked, and I'm like, oh, this, mm. Yeah, it did hurt, you know. Yeah. So I think you have a point there that. Yeah it's the um, one
1: movie where the pompous rich guy actually wasn't wasn't just a pompous rich guy actually mm. was he, he comes off like that in the beginning but yeah. then the the they sort of subvert your expect okay I know that's a bit of a pretentious term now with all the directors these days but um they basically subvert your expectations with that where they mm. make it feel like you know he's actually not that bad of a character but, he really wasn't But yeah but yeah no, that was a really that was a really uh, uh, uh yeah when we when you said you wanted to do an um, anaconda episode I, I i was thinking about it i was like yeah yeah that's definitely a point i'd like to bring up mm. but yeah
0: fair that's fair enough
1: i'll
0: let it go that's pretty good um oh yeah oh, yeah that's something actually we forgot
1: about our history with this movie but okay well you sort of talked about your history so i could just briefly touch on mine um uh, I, I think I watched, I watched this movie I think at the beginning of this year for the very first time because, oh my. because the movie was on Netflix and we obviously watched it on Netflix you know what
0: you you gave me hell for watching Robocop this year <laughs> and now you're like oh I've only seen Anaconda this year I'm holding that against you mate <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's now one for one now mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah so um, uh, 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 I only watched Anaconda like earlier this year because it was on Netflix and I wanted to watch it I, don't know, I always heard about Anaconda. I obviously knew what the movie was because you know, uh, even if you haven't seen Anaconda, you almost everybody knows what Anaconda is because it's a very famous movie and everything like that. But uh, but yeah, no, I actually I actually quite enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Hmm. It's an enjoyable monster. Um, uh, uh, it's an enjoyable monster creature movie.
0: It is. It's it's definitely um, apart from the 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 really big monster in the house movies like Jaws and Jurassic Park and Alien it's definitely the next tier in yeah. terms of quality i thought i thought it was a very good film for yeah, what this, it is yeah this uh, and let me say this movie does not deserve a
1: 4.8 on imdb no <laughs> like not at all and even um, like i'm surprised people hate, i don't know why people hate this movie so much i mean yeah it's not shinder's list or it's not you know um citizen kane in terms of film and like Rati and everything but it's a decent it's a decent monster movie Mm. And I mean, I can assure you, it's better than any of the sequels. I go, I haven't seen Anaconda Two because you told me the second one's pretty good. But the I mean, second one is. But great. all those like directed DVD monster and the house bad CGI movies, like last night after we were watching, um, we watched Anaconda together because obviously for this episode afterwards we watched because it was on Netflix as well. We watched Anna, uh, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. That was that was a very interesting movie. <laughs> Like uh, oh, we 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 actually been talking thinking about doing commentaries because when we were watching it like because uh, you yeah, know the usual s- stick between us is I'm the cynical one and he's the the more calm chilled one but the whole time we were watching i was just sitting there watching a perfectly fine be like oh yeah yeah this is entertaining or whatever but he he was just like <laughs> ripping the
0: movie to shreds with his commentary was saying like oh, oh my gosh. yeah you were killing yourself laughing no dude that movie really upset me like i understand money could have been especially tight i'm not sure what their budget was but my goodness, I would, have it, <laughs> I would have made a pseudonym if I directed that. Yo. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, need to do, we definitely need to come up with
1: do decide to do commentaries down the line. And I think that's our first commentary we need to
0: do. We need to go back to um, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Yeah, or we could do Lake Placid too. Remember, we were wanting to watch that. Maybe that could be a kickoff.
1: Well, remember remember, we said we wanted to do a um, uh, behind the scenes. We sort of were talking about we do... Anaconda, we do Lake Placid, and then and then and then finally the crossover. Oh. Lake yeah. Placid
0: versus Anaconda. Yeah, you have a point. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll stick with what I su- what we suggested. But but yeah. But yeah, so so um Oh yeah, what were you gonna say? <laughs> so joking. Um quickly before we continue down the plot, I wanted to say <coughs> I think each of the the five characters, five or six characters we have <coughs> on the boat before Paul arrives, just yeah. the crew. They each have their own little social circles they choose to stick to or even by themselves, like Westridge. Yeah. But uh, once, once they s- sort of share a common enemy, both Paul and the snakes, um, they, they come as a unit a lot more. Yeah. You see what I mean? They sort of uh, share and, and talk to each other nicely compared to when they kept to themselves more before yeah. any problems. I thought that was quite nice. like they they had a genuine unification because usually there's like a spanner in the works there's just one dude that can't get along with anyone yeah but uh, but i suppose that's paul but until he arrived they they all collectively lived in harmony well
1: that's the thing you think you think westridge would be the spanner in the works the guy would get along with anyone. yeah Like they set him up but like but uh, but like i said they actually subvert your expectations and actually turn out that he's actually a genuine person Mm. he's not he's not he's not a bad guy at all or anything like that no not by any means but yeah, no, so... So, should I... Should
0: <coughs> yeah, I continue,
1: continue down the plot.
0: Alright, cool. So, they have this Paul Serrano... Serrato? Uh, Paul Ser- Serrano. Serrano, it name. okay. Um, anyway, they have him on the boat and he, he's already taken out... Um, what are you smiling about? <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking of that. that was yeah, please, please, just continue. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he, he takes out Dr. Stephen... Yeah, who is their unofficial leader? Or well, yeah. he is actually the official leader. He's the expedition leader. Yeah, but um, he's not.
1: But he's not. Uh, but he's not dead. He's just been. He's just been. Uh, he's, he's just uh, incapacitated. Bed, he's
0: incapacitated and he's bedridden for most of the movie. Yeah, after that um, sabotage with his breathing yeah. equipment. So So um, he's in his bed. Paul has sort of assumed control now, and the excuse is he wants to. He wants them to go down his original planned route. To go look for the snakes but his, his um sort of um excuse is to get dr stevens to a hospital. any sort of hospital yeah,
1: yeah. j-lo's character she says that you know like you know this is the same route you wanted us to go down yesterday and he says he says he says yesterday for a different reason today today it's to get dr steven to to, to a hospital <laughs>
0: mm. and they they don't believe it so they they kind of go with it anyway because i yeah, think I the group collectively still wants to help um yeah, they're Dr. Trying, Stevens. To, trying to say 50 miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think they trusted uh, the boat driver as well with that knowledge that, yeah, this actually will make our route much shorter. So I think mm-hmm. they sort of reluctantly went along with it.
1: Yeah. That's when Danny's like, you know, Danny's like, ah, oh, I'm not sure about this dude, man. Red flag, man, red flag. He's kinda sus <laughs> We even we even made a uh, we friend, we watched it the other day, we made a joke like, you know, like he's us keep's he just like, you know, uh, he's red flag, man, red flag. He's even wearing a red shirt. I don't know how more directed it could be. Because yeah, I don't know, there's just so many red
0: flags. Yeah, he really is creepy. Anyway, so now the the, the goalposts change, they're no longer really um like the Shiri Sharma uh, searches secondary to finding or getting help for uh dr S- stevens yeah and they come along to this barrier which is what we were just talking about earlier there's a there's a barrier that the the tribe built it's sort of um it's not very professional no, it's, I was, it's, it's sort of a loose collection of debris
1: of like debris and wood and rope and everything like mm-hmm. that and they were talking about how um and then like paul wants to just blow it up and then Jello's character saying like you know we're gonna interrupt disrupt the ecological balance of the river and everything, or that that wall is clearly built to keep something out, to keep something to keep something inside and we don't want to go in there but, get blown up anyway.
0: Out of interest, you just thought of it now, which I always seem to do whenever we just, <laughs> just discuss anything. Yeah. Um, do you think because in the 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 legend of the tribe when you you find that large wall you follow it for five days do you think that's part of that wall and their myth was just overly exaggerated because i don't understand the purpose of that barrier unless unless just looking at the design of it it was actually a bridge it wasn't a barrier at all could be and in terms because like um they use like little canoes otherwise they're on foot so i think it was maybe a bridge for the tribe because if it was meant to keep something out, it did a horrible job. Because yeah. a snake could easily go up and around or over that, you know. Yeah. So I really didn't understand what it was for, but I think that was um, a necessary plot point so that they could <coughs> lose lose their fuel barrels.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because obviously they blow it up, and then the debris hits onto their barrels, and then most of their barrels uh, uh, roll off the thing and uh, uh, go into the water. Mm-hmm. And we we you mentioned we mentioned our first plot. Plot hole of the movie is that those barrels would literally just be floating on top
0: of the water. They wouldn't go They wouldn't sink to the bottom. No, I mean they maybe they sink. I don't know I I would I want to do more physics research there, but um, yeah, yeah, I argued they would generally float Yeah, they would float because the whole the only way something can sink is it has to be heavier than the water That is holding it up. That's how physics works. That's why ships float it has to be heavier in order to replace that water, so... Um, I mean, it's
1: fuel, so I guess maybe it's sunk. Like, yeah. Maybe.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think it's... They, like don't,
1: they, don't, show the, they don't show the thing sinking. They just, throw, they just show them being knocked into the water. Exactly. So
0: if they were right there, you could just... Uh, <coughs> Or Get just take the I don't know, like a sink and, yeah, Just put it back in. But anyway, they you know the plot has to go on. So they yeah. needed they only uh, they yeah. needed the fuel reserves to vanish apart from one barrel out of the So five they've or only six. got yeah, they've
1: only got one barrel for like about a hundred miles left.
0: Mm. Which yeah. is not very far in terms of meandering rivers, it ain't that far. Yeah. Um so but also that brings up something else we were just talking about earlier, and I said to you I thought about it yesterday, which is um Paul's reasoning for basically commandeering their their little raft um sorry their vessel not a raft their vessel <laughs> um is he wants to capture an adult anaconda because he's a poacher and sell it off you know for money as yeah. as most of these bad guys generally do and it, there are all sorts of snakes rain onto the boat after this bridge goes well,
1: but <laughs> well yeah that's what actually what we were what we were talking about earlier cuz um we were looking up trivia for this movie and like the thing is a lot of commonly a lot of poachers they'll often they won't steal the adult they won't capture the adult anacondas because it's obviously just too dangerous and it's too complicated it's very powerful they'll just go to the they'll just wait for mating season <clears throat> and then just capture a bunch of the snakes offspring because because anacondas mm-hmm. grow they grow they mature to adults pretty quickly like like over like it only takes them a few years to get to an adult adulthood mm. so literally just could have grabbed a bunch of those baby
0: snakes put them in a thing and then just sold those off he could have avoided the headache altogether if he had just captured them while they're very young and sold them while they're very young (laughs) where we were before you well before it died was you were just saying how movies uh, don't like or real life is boring everything has to be overly exaggerated
1: yeah movies have to exaggerate it in order to get a in order to get a proper hollywood plot plot going Mm. because like you know even when we when we looked up the um Trivia for it, like uh, the animatronic snakes, because obviously there's two anacondas, not just one anaconda mm. in this movie. Um, when they, uh, uh, the anacondas we do see, which are animatronics, are about 40, or about 40 feet long, so they're like gigantic snakes. And the thing is, uh, anacondas only go up to like 7, 15, 17 feet long. Like anacondas, I mean obviously they're big, I mean that is, yeah. a, big, that is a big size. But they don't ever grow to like they don't grow to like forty feet long. And they're mm. not they're not that big. Yeah. So obviously they had to make that to make um the thing more thing. And then also like with um with uh with the snakes, for example, um uh anacondas, for example, they actually are more nocturnal animals in real life and they actually only hunt they mostly hunt at night and they re- they they hunt like animals like deer and stuff, but they don't they rarely ever actually interact hunt humans. Uh, humans but obviously in the movie they've got to like that's going to be very inconvenient for the filmmakers mm. so they gotta make it that oh no the anaconda is like this giant monster and it just eats people and, mm. and then just during the day and it knocks yeah that's
0: that's why um and it could take out a panther i think in real life i think if the if a, a real anaconda like a, had a had a chance at like a child it would go for it yeah it will probably go for like a, like, like a child or an infant but not mm. like a fully no, adult no, human no, no. um but what I wanted to say is that why that's why I cannot watch anything nature-related with my dad. Because he's, he's a huge nature boy. You know, if you look at something, he'll give you the facts. He'll tell you where it lives, the sound it makes, mating season, all of that. And he does that for so many animals. It's hard to sit down and watch anything with him. Because he'd be like, oh, you know, you know in real life, they wouldn't actually do that. They're not indigenous <laughs> to that area. I'm like, would you shut up? So you decided to not watch anaconda with I him? I can't watch anacondas with my dad. I can't watch Jaws. Um... Anything to do with an animal, he would be like, yeah, in real life, he wouldn't actually do that. And I'm like, I'm not even my mom I was like, just enjoy the movie, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, shut up, shut up, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but obviously. Um, so yeah, so they blow, uh, they obviously blow through the barrier, and then, you know, the, 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 they get rid of the little baby snakes. And then... Uh, yeah, and then and then they pretty much figure out that I think that's around the time when they figure out that yeah he's just he's just interested in snakes he's not interested mm. in
0: getting Dr. Stevens back no, to the hospital he's or whatever not worried about him at all I think I think at that point or during the next um, sequence of events when they go to that abandoned structure it's like a mill or like a factory or yeah something.
1: I think that was uh, that was actually the spot where Machete was earlier in the movie. Yeah. When, scene, when he we, got uh, wrecked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same place. And the thing is, that's basically where where Teo, the uh, yeah, I think his name is a I the, think I think so. I think yeah, the the the, the, the 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 captain for the ship. He's basically the last, like, authoritative figure that Paul needs to take t- to take care of. Mm. Except, except, you know, uh, 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 tail he actually dies in this movie. He gets killed by one of the by by one of the anacondas. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's basically the last authoritative figure that, uh, that Paul could take out. And now he can completely take
0: control of the ship. Exactly. And I think, um, I, thought the, I thought Oteo was, or Mateo, I think it's Mateo, whatever. I think he was in on with, like, um, sort of um, taking control of the ship. I think he was, like, sort of inside. He comes across as he was definitely willing to change sides. Yeah. He seems like that kind of dude. But he, either way, he got wrecked too soon to tell. And the the reason they stopped at that abandoned wrecked structure was oh, yeah, yeah, in the he, hopes of finding some fuel.
1: Yeah, in the hopes of, well, yeah, they wanted to find fuel, but Paul, he was meanwhile looking for sh- stuff. Because I think that guy, wasn't that guy like he's supposed to be like his partner or something? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
0: You, exactly.
1: And he was trying to find, he was trying to find like, you know, he was trying to basically pick up supplies or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when they found the news article and they found out that, oh yeah, that he's just a poacher and everything like that. But yeah, and then uh, 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 and then he's able to he's able to um, he's able to uh, manipulate uh, uh, Gary Gary, uh, Gary played by Owen Wilson. Wow, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, you always you always forget that Owen Wilson was actually in this movie. Yeah, dude, it's it's uh, um, a very young role for all of them. Yeah. Sometimes you even watch it and you're like, oh yeah, J-Lo J- is in this film. <laughs> well, I don't know, you kind of always know that J-Lo
1: and a Cuba are in it, but you actually forget the uh, Owen Wilson I, is Owen in it. Owen Wilson him. is it. Because watched, we watched it the other day with my friend. My friend, obviously, he watched it like when he was much younger. So he's obviously watched the movie many more times than I have. But uh, he hadn't watched it in a very long time. So when we watched it the other day on Netflix together, he was like,
0: oh yeah, Owen Wilson is in this movie. I actually forgot. He was, he was overjoyed. He was like, oh yes, Owen
1: Wilson. Yeah. Um... But yeah I know Gary's a bit uh yeah, I don't know he gets manipulated pretty easily and he's just like, you know you guys need to open your eyes <laughs> and I he goes on an
0: old tirade oh yeah when he when he was uh, manipulated and he changed sides, yeah um I think he was quite an, a cool character, like I don't think he it was like in his heart to switch sides um I think he you know he's more of a good guy, but he kind of saw, hey, some cash. Maybe he did it. He, maybe he like went along with him to uh, buy time, you know, for everyone as an example. I'm, I know I'm grasping at straws, but I don't know. I think it's more like just greed took over. Uh, pro- probably. Because um,
1: afterwards, because in that night scene when they're waiting for the for the pup, for the the anaconda or whatever to grab onto, uh, to grab onto the fishing line or whatever, um, there's that moment where they're all like just sitting there in silence, and then like there's a part where Gary like he actually looks over at uh the the, the 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 i can't remember her name but the one the, the one girl that was basically like you know his girlfriend uh denise i think her name is i think her name is denise the production manager lady the, the two of them sort of like share this look and then he sort of like looks down in shame because mm. i think he kind of
0: almost regrets what he's what he's de- his decision exactly <coughs> um uh, i just wanted to come back to the story i think once matteo gets wrecked and they um they get back to the boat with that chest with the snake skin in it yeah um i think that's when everyone or that that's pretty much when they all work out okay this guy is just a bad guy he's yeah. after these snakes you know he comes he comes out as it were yeah that he's that he's he's not worried about them or their safety he's just trying to get this snake and he uses that um that chance to also try swindle them into doing his bidding with him yeah and he gets to gary yeah, because I mean he's 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 driven largely by uh, instinct and money. Yeah, so it makes sense that he was he was the the weak link, as it were. Because mm. Ice Cube and J Lo, if they're in the same room, they'll you know defend each other and be like, no, this is morally bull. Yeah, and I think Denise is just too too like scared of everything to actually be a good teammate. Yeah, no, she's just a bit like she's just in the background. Mm. So that's when they all like, all right, cool, we're gonna go and try and tame the snake at least that's what um Paul has done with Gary because he has that that weapon to sort of keep everyone in check and they they shoot that uh that monkey to use as bait yeah um not sure what the species of monkey my dad will tell you don't worry (laughs) um but right before then the jungle is like it's going crazy there's warning calls from every type of animal you can imagine yeah which is great because it's sort of even though it never um it's never stated you kind of get the idea the snake is with them it's like following them yeah. along either uh, it was probably on the uh, on the river bank if it if the animals were calling about
1: yeah. it. yeah because, well, cool. because the anaconda is mostly a water a water-based snake
0: mm. Well, in the in, film, yeah. Mostly, well, you're right, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. In Roll Up, it actually mostly sticks to like it mostly uh, uh, lives inside rivers and stuff like that. It rarely ever actually comes onto land. Mm, I
0: think it's like semi-aquatic, like, it yeah, yeah, it's like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a semi. It's a semi-aquatic um, snake. Mm. But yeah, but, but 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 when I was reading up about facts about our funders, they do mostly stay in the water. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, they are semi-aqu- semi-aquatic.
0: While we're there, can I ask you what you think about the? Excuse me, the design of the anaconda. I think the design's pretty
1: cool. I uh, I quite like the... I like how massive the snake is, because obviously, you know, like, like we said, you know, for Hollywood, you have to, like, dramatize it. So I think for a size, it's pretty cool. It's definitely a very monstrous snake, especially when the snake first, like, pops its head out, and it's trying... They're trying to take it, like... Everyone's just taken aback at, like, the size of this thing. This seems like a monster. It seems like a, like a monster from another dimension. <laughs>
0: another dimension. It's, um... Uh, I wanted to say the wrong name. I wanted to say Cerberus, it's like Medusa yeah, type Mom. length. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Okay, that's that's cool. I appreciate your uh, honesty.
1: And, and I just wanted to and I just wanted to say when the snake when the snake appeared that there was only one thing that was going through my mind. <laughs> my Anna
0: kinda <laughs> <are> <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, I know, I, I know, I make it a joke to fire you like every episode, <laughs> but um, I'm starting to consider it. You yeah. dare break into that song again? No. Yeah, As <laughs> yeah, a
1: as a little side story, uh, when we were when we were when me and Kevin were in film together, um, we had film theory, and then we were studying uh, feminism and film, and then our lecturer made us watch. Uh, he made us watch a few different music videos. To like sort of uh, see how Hollywood portrays women, and then one of them was the Anaconda Anaconda music video by Nicki Minaj, and we had to watch that that music video like four times, and every single time we just wanted to
0: kill ourselves. I think I think it was also, just so bad. Uh, also during the feminine uh, feminist phase, it was um, semiotics and symbolism. Semiotics and symbolism. So we also had to break that video down. In and that we had to package. watch it like
1: four or five times. Just oh like, oh
0: my gosh terrible yeah no I, I still get vietnam flashbacks to, the, yeah. to that movie that's uh, the problem that whenever I, whenever i hear
1: the word anaconda i think of both and <laughs> anaconda the movie and that damn stupid song <laughs> it's
0: atrocious man. yeah it's a terrible song no better 12 year old role model yeah <laughs> um what was i talking about I wanted to oh uh, we were, I was talking about the creature design i wanted to say that um to me if you look at genuine um creature design like actual snakes their their eyes are more located on the sides more than in front like the main animatronic anacondas yeah
1: yeah, that's actually that's actually changed changed the snake's eyes because Mm. like you know uh, because like yeah the eyes are like more like on the sides of the snake's head but that's to make it more in the front so it would look more menacing
0: i was gonna say i think they did that because um predatory creatures their eyes look forward while herbivorous animals tend to have outward looking eyes so i think that design choice was on purpose not only okay maybe maybe it wasn't on purpose maybe they couldn't get the eyes on the sides but having it in front is really alienating that snake because that's what predatory creatures do they have forward-facing eyes
1: yeah i mean obviously it's it's meant to look make that the, the, the creature look more but it was a good design choice it was a good design mm, I choice. think
0: I think even if it was accidental it came into play nicely
1: yeah
0: so I'll give them that I wasn't a huge fan of the design but if I look at it from that aspect of predatory vision I give mm. it a slide the only thing yeah. I didn't really agree with and um, I admit I only saw it during the final fight is with the nest of young anacondas yeah oh i assume they're anacondas <laughs> and and the the animatronic anaconda, their designs are not the same in terms of pattern, not even by color at all. And I'm just like, hmm. (laughs) And the thing is they actually explain in the second movie in Hunt for the Blood Orchid, why those snakes are so big. It's actually cool. So yeah. You should you should go give it a look. Yeah, I definitely give it a watch. Mm, I have the DVD if you'd like to borrow it. Um, yeah, sure. It's fl- flipping phenomenal. I that's why I think the the first two films are very good. The straight to DVD Lake Placid type. Sh- nah, no, no, no. But Kevin Anaconda Three has David Hasselhoff
1: in it. Excuse
0: <laughs> me. <laughs> <P-t- laughs> <laughs> it has you know not brother in it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know David uh, Hasselhoff. The half but um uh, yeah even he tries his best and that movie oh god yeah. dude it looks like it looks like you know if you ever mistake ever mistake if you ever make a mistake in editing and something disastrous happens when your footage gets like warped and distorted yeah. it looks like that's what their cgi looks like except they didn't fix it they were like ah it's fine it's yeah. like 2d at all oh, yeah, it's terrible. So yeah, if you ever want that um, that like, sub series we were talking about, where we where we just complain about those kind of movies and yeah. I rant, you watch Anacondas with me. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you can definitely watch that. Yeah, because only the, 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 I've only seen the first Anaconda. And the only sequel to the Anaconda series that I've watched is like Placid versus Anaconda. <laughs> so I haven't seen. I haven't
0: seen. You know. Any... So the bar is set low. <laughs> yeah, believe me, uh, the second Anacondas is is still a very good film to mm-hmm. me in terms of. Um, Overall quality, it's not a straight-to-DVD, CGI-type thing. Yeah. Anyway, we went off topic. So, they, in an attempt to catch this snake, because um, yeah. they even, I don't know if they mentioned it, I don't recall, but in the film, or in real life, if a snake is under threat, it it throws up whatever a child because it takes a very long time to digest. So obviously yeah. then it's not as lethargic; it can defend itself. Yeah. And it does that with the monkey. It throws up that monkey, and yeah. then it instead it eats Gary.
1: It does the same thing with um with uh, with uh, Paul later. It in does. Battle. Yeah.
0: It also it also throws him up. Ugh. Ugh,
1: yeah. Very gross. Um.
0: Anyway. Uh, that's pretty much when he dies in the plot because, uh, he. You know, he switched sides. He was no longer a good guy. Playing into the theory I talked about in another upcoming episode of how greed gets you killed, and if you yeah. repent, you survive. Yeah. And he he didn't repent at all. He didn't yeah. atone. Yeah. Oh, we should bring T on for atonement. No. You no, know, <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be a fun episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anyway, so he gets wrecked. There's a there's a brief moment of silence in terms of plot where the characters get to interact with each other. They're they're still hunting on the hunt for a snake and um that's when um westridge is it westridge yeah westridge i always know it's something um he gives danny that driving lesson of the boat
1: well i think i think the driving lesson comes after they've already kept they've already tied up and knocked down tied up uh paul because obviously mm-hmm. paul was was in was in charge and then there's even that moment where he tells westridge to take his bags up and he westridge refuses and then like he smacks westridge around and then they do that that trick where j-lo um goes into obviously you know kiss him and make and like sort of like manipulate him but then he sort of finds out and then and then, and then there's a bit where but where westridge hits him with the golf club through the window and he's like oh and one yeah that <laughs> dialogue that makes love. me
0: laugh dude i remember i had to pause the movie the first time i heard that i was i was finished i was rolling on the floor yeah <laughs> um uh, anyway, they so you're right. I did I did mix and match orders. That was after he was tied up. Denise is still alive at this point. Yeah, Denise is still alive um,
1: because remember she uh, uh, he gets tied up and then they uh, and then they're taking over control. Then their ship gets stuck, so they've all got to so Jayla Westridge and Askew have to get off the ship to go tie up to a tree because they're trying to like get the the, uh, the the boat loose again. And then she's left on board. Denise is left on board with. Paul. Then
0: she obviously goes in to kill him because she wants revenge mm, She's her Gary's she's death, driven by revenge. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, that's that's the next part in the film. Yeah. That's the next sequence. Um, what do you? Th- why do you think JLo Lo had to go with Ice Cube? Because in in the scene when they go and rescue um, Doctor Stevens uh, when he's underwater, and he surfaces with the scuba gear. Ice Cube jumps in no problem along with gary or oh, no. danny and gary go together and JLo stays on the boat which is fine but why does she have to go with to tie the winch when ice cube was clearly capable of going by himself well
1: because they have less manpower now i know man. i know, they don't I know. Have, they don't have, uh, gary's gary's dead you know stephen is incapacitated you know paul is, is tied up so i know um dead. from a
0: like a plot point perspective I
1: understand. And they also need a reason to get, they need a reason to get, to get everyone off the boat so that Denise can, you know, try get revenge, screw up and then Paul and also escape. Frame. Yeah,
0: that's escape. what I'm saying. That yeah. was, that was pretty much why, um, why she went with was so that that could happen mm. in the plot. But in a from a realistic standpoint, she could have just stayed there, you know, and like looked over them from the boat, say with that rifle. Yeah, it probably
1: would have been, probably would have been just
0: to send Denise off to go do, do Yeah. Do well, I mean she was a little bit unhinged. She was kind of a loon, so yeah. maybe maybe not. Or she wasn't a loon, but um Discount uh, uh, dis- discount Daphne. <laughs> discount Daphne. Um, discount Wal- D- Walmart Daphne. <laughs> Walmart Daphne <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, she was she was like very jumpy and paranoid, especially uh with Gary being wrecked of all people. Yeah. But she just comes across as very uh very scared you know she can't handle herself well when she's scared she panics yeah so i don't think she would have been a great fit to go a hey, swim you know she wouldn't have yeah. come back she would have yeah. like been killed by grapevine or something yeah um but yeah so
1: yeah paul basically escape well yeah he basically gets loose while they're also busy dealing with the anaconda then uh, uh westridge unfortunately fortunately is killed by the, by the anaconda there's that like, one cool bit though where Westridge where they're on that waterfall and the Westridge jumps so because he, he wants to get down to the water but then the, but then the anaconda like takes its tail and it curls up and it catches him. It catches him. It's very um, good. Very and also interesting trivia that we actually looked up for this episode was that was that obviously the, the anaconda obviously is an animatronic where you see like its head moving around and everything. It's an animatronic. But, uh, uh, but obviously when it's calling up and like catching people, like that's obviously C G R. it was a hundred thousand, I think a hundred thousand dollars per second of C G R. That's how much that C G R costs.
0: Well, when we did do a little bit of research earlier, we worked out that their budget was 45 million. Yeah. Which is, which, is, which is a lot for a creature movie. Mm, it is like, I'm glad that they had, um, flexibility, but, um well yeah thankfully i mean because the problem is is that after that we got direct
1: dvd monster movies but now thankfully more recently with movies like shallows and crawl we're finally starting to get monster movies again that are actually have like a okay not like a massive budget but like a decent budget Mm. it's not like direct dvd like placid versus
0: anaconda budgets please don't bring that up (laughs) yeah Um. um Crawl is a good film. Yeah. Crawl yeah. and Shallows are very good films. And Bait. Yeah, they're I definitely. I told you about Bait. They're definitely on the list to, to do down the line. We we'll have to get to them down the line. But yeah,
1: so, um, yeah, so I Ask You and Jello get back on the boat. Did and, je- oh, sorry.
0: No, no, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being harsh. Sorry. I just wanted to say before we continue that, that scene where um, Westridge is behind the waterfall. That reminds me so much of Lost World, um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, I
1: remember. I know the bit that you're referring to when they're the, in the waterfall yeah. behind the water, oh, yeah,
0: where, where the T Rex grabs the guy, then uh-huh. pulls him out, and then you see like the the, the rain of blood come down the waterfall. Yeah, that is a very awesome scene, uh huh. Yeah, no, it just it, it's it like reminisces so much. And the thing is, um, I think they came out in the same year, yeah, so like they couldn't have possibly copied each other i don't think But no, that's it, no, it just it's a cool coincidence cool coincidence yeah which is great i'm, I'm glad but anyway yes they 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 managed to free the boat um paul escapes because he he overpowers denise because she's so daft.
1: and then and then they they get into a struggle and then stephen actually gets up out of out of thing then he actually manages to hit yeah, and he manages to stab Paul, Paul in the back with the tranquilizer, mm. dart.
0: Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's sort of knocked out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he collapses into the water, and then that's that's pretty much. He does collapse in. Yeah, because the yeah dart he does comes he does out. falls in the
1: water. Then like mm. the, and then you see the the dart came out, and you see the dart flooding We don't see you Paul. don't see Paul. So you're just like, oh yeah, this guy's this guy's coming back. Yeah. Much
0: to my, much to my dismay. I like him. Um, his. His body language, uh, I was watching uh, like a brief uh, study of Negan from Walking Dead. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, why he seems to be such a like dominant character is, is his use of body language. He, he gets in your face, like he, in, he invades your personal space which I think Paul does for a lot of people, especially once he's taken over, but he also maintains eye contact constantly. He never blinks. Like the second half, when basically the second half, when I started paying attention and I made that connection, he never blinked in that film ever he that's that's part of his like controlling demeanor is yeah. he's he's constantly looking at you you know yeah. which is i thought I, was epic
1: yeah i think that's the, the i mean the thing is, uh because I, I remember i told you i had a grip with this movie um it's not really the thing is, it's not it's not it's not a, really a grub like it's a pro for the movie but it's also something i think it's more just for me personally like John John, John Void is very good in this movie like he's, he's a fantastic he, he, actor he's a fantastic actor and he really plays this role very well and it's very different compared to other movies because I've, I've seen him in a, he's been in a lot of movies over the years but this is like a very different role for him to do and like how he does those creepy looks like
0: yeah he always has those slanted eyes
1: those so slanted eyes and those like weird smiles yeah. and everything <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's like very creepy it is like he's like got such like major creep factor like red flags going off to 10 times but i think also the thing about him it it, uh, it does help because it does so show how good of a villain he how good he played a villain in this movie but it's also the thing of like every time i watch anaconda i'm always just like oh because the problem is he gets under that character he gets under my skin when i'm watching this movie like every time i've seen this movie like three or four times at this point i've seen it like a bunch of times this year and every time i watch it he always gets under my skin like just get under my skin. Like I just want, I just want him to go away. Is why? Is because he's like creepy, or because of how he talks, or he's creepy and just like, just like you know, he, he, he's just that he's just that bad guy that gets under your skin, and you just want him to die or go or like just go away or whatever. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it shows the acting prowess of John Boyd that He just played this role very well, and he yeah. is a very good bad guy. We'll right. I will attest to that. But yeah, I think that's just my one thing with this movie is he always just gets under my skin. Yeah,
0: he does come across as really creepy. He uh, portrays it very creepy.
1: And and he's just one of those villains where it's not like it's not like a villain like Negan or like the Joker where like or like um what we recently spoke with um Clarence, you know, not Clav. We made the mistake of calling him Clav, but it's actually Clarence. Clarence Bodlicker from Robocop where like he's very like charismatic. And you know, even though he gets under your skin and you're, you know, that he's a bad guy, you, you know, you still, you still have a smile when you see him because he's a fun bad guy. That he's just one of those. But with me, Paul is not one of the. He's not a bad guy that I smile when he's on screen. When I smile, when I, when I see him, I just want to freaking, I just want to murder him. He's like that type of villain. He's like the villain I just want to see die horrifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: like um, Jeffrey Dean, who plays Negan. He said, "You know, you've um, played a villain well when." the audience both loves him and hates him yeah them so i think that's very valid because i i like um paul as a villain i don't don't mind him he's very distinctive
1: yeah i like him
0: as a villain i'm just
1: saying like as a character he just gets under my skin whenever Mm. i watch the movie i can understand yeah and he's not he's not a villain that i like he's a villain i like Uh, uh uh i don't know i don't really know how to put it put it into words but Basically, I think he's a great actor, and I think he played this role very well. And the acting on display is very, very good, and everything. He's definitely a very good movie villain. Uh, what I'm just saying is that, like, he's not like he's not like a he's not like like a villain like Clarence or like Heath Joker, where like I smile whenever he's on screen, and I don't want him to leave the screen. Whenever he leaves screen, I'm just kind of like, okay, when are we gonna get to the next scene with him? Mm. With, with with him, I'm just like, get off the screen, get off, get off, get off. Because, like i said red flags just red flags go like constant the whole time yeah i
0: understand see so, yeah, okay. i don't know
1: he's, he's a villain that gets under my skin but like in a bad way not like in a good way mm. like he gets under the, he really gets under my skin i get you he's kind of like he's kind of like quivers from uh quivers from district nine district not except except just way more
0: intense mm. yeah okay okay yeah. that's that's an interesting like argument you brought forward i like him like i don't i don't have a huge problem with him at all but it's good to hear your your take on the character where do they progress to i think after they escape that cove and the boat is released
1: yeah then they they find the uh, they stop by a new another like house or laboratory or cabin on the sea on the river or whatever and they want to go there to go look for fuel then obviously that's when they run into the second anaconda Mm.
0: it's like a it's that big factory thing you're talking about the final fight yeah the big
1: factory because uh we also went and looked up the trivia that uh, one of the, one of them is like more like a warrior anaconda and the other ones are the other ones a queen and obviously the second one they come across is actually the, is the queen mm-hmm. and obviously the bigger anaconda that's the real one they fought
0: mm-hmm. and that's what i um spoke to you earlier about is i think that they try to reinforce the idea that that is the queen because they find that nest of young anacondas. Yeah. That aren't really a threat at that size, but um, yeah. nonetheless, it's brought attention to. Yeah. So I think that is the queen they fight at the end. And um, Paul hasn't given up his agenda to cap- capture one of these snakes. He even uses Danny and. Uh, what's her name?
1: Yeah, uh, Terry. He, Terry. Knocks, <laughs> he knocks them out and then puts monkey blood on them, pours mm-hmm. monkey blood on them or whatever, mm-hmm. and then to get the snake to come out and so then I don't know, he's not very professional though when he's trying to capture the snake. No, he really is one of those, um... He's one of those bad guys, go- yeah, I don't know, that's why I was so disappointed, a side disappointment for me, like... He talks, he talks up this big game that like he's this really good poacher and everything, and then when it actually comes down to it, I'm actually like, you suck at your job, book <laughs>
0: He's been a like poacher he, for like,
1: like 30 he, years. Like he catches the neck down, and then like he's got the he's got the little like crossbow thing. He's like jumping around like you're good. Like it's like dude, just shoot the damn thing. Dude. Oh. And then when like he tries to run away, when he tries to go up the ladder, I'm like, dude, that's not good.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the best approach to outrun that snake, but he's he's properly atrocious. Like you could you could um you could argue it's cause he's you know in his 80s. <laughs> he's very old. <laughs> he comes. He looks very old, um, in that role. So, but, but still, he's just very unprofessional. He's <laughs> <laughs> What makes me laugh? <laughs> what makes me laugh is is when um, Danny grabs the the net. Um, pulley. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like he pulls up the net, so yeah. and it just
1: sort of down, yeah, slow so down, slow the- down, pulls that so the snake can catch up yeah. <gasps> to. He, 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 like, jumps.
0: Like, he's like trying to get it off. <laughs> Like <laughs> it just looks so ridiculous, but, dude. Uh, like uh, looking back at it now, it's it's very funny if you if you can't take it seriously. Right. Shall we Shall we finish the story? Yeah, I yeah. uh, after after <laughs> <laughs> I the roasting fall. <laughs> what happened right before the camera died is I basically just said, I don't know how JLo lo can outrun that snake, no problem. And he can't. Like, the snake is just like, oh, I'll, I'll hold back for her. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, I mean, you could put it down to that she's a lot younger.
1: But at the same time, he's like an experienced, experienced poacher. He should know how to had to had to tackle a snake I told
0: you dude experience <laughs> counts as gummy bears and sour worms that's all he f-ing caught he did it. he's the he's the, the poncho equivalent of the guy who shoots the lead scap on yeah he is yeah he's that type of guy to hold the yeah. shotgun backwards
1: yeah <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I don't know so I don't want to ruin him as a villain like I mean he's a good villain up until that point it's just something that is whenever whenever because I've again I've watched this movie like a few times now whenever I watch that final fight scene it always like disappoints me I'm always just like You spent this entire movie talking up a big game and you're all intimidated and everything but as soon as it comes to actually catching a snake like you want to you're like, you're very professional. and it says uh, 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 and that everybody is why in real life poachers
0: don't hunt actual adult snakes they just grab the offspring because it's easier it's easier no but he wants to go ham oh (laughs) big man And (laughs) and then he gets wrecked and also that net is it would not hold that snake for very long okay granted he did have a tranquilizer the idea wasn't to hold it for very long but what happens after that He's got no boat, he's got no capturing cage. <laughs> he's got no equipment to he How's he get the... Ca- I don't know. Maybe it's like arc. Maybe if you feed it enough berries tame, you can tame it and then he just runs. Oh, he's just gonna he's just... grab it and put it in his inventory. Oh yeah, of course. It's like a video game logic. Yeah. He's going to be over in convent, but he'll to- You'll just walk <laughs> slowly. be able to get back to- You'll just walk very slowly back to civilization. Or <laughs> you'll well, actually have to fall out, to fall out for, uh, scrap the building, then you'll just scrap the snake for, 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 for biological pieces to craft.
1: Because <laughs> he wants to craft that new, that new armor, that new skin for his ship or
0: something. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. So, anyway, the snake ends up eating him after uh, Ice Cube gets him caught in that net. Yeah. And... You'd think that would be it, but he's kind of alive still. I mean, he's he's pretty much he's well, finished. He's f- finished. The snake hasn't
1: fully digested
0: him yet. Exactly, he's he's finished. He's, but think he's gonna cause die. I also because
1: the snake's obviously chasing J Lo, but it's but it's been slowed down. So that's why it actually it spits out um, uh, Paul because it needs to like get get faster. That's, yeah,
0: that's what I was saying. It's pretty much a defensive mechanism where they upchuck yeah. their food, but it's also like a bit of shock value. Yeah, for great. both,
1: and then like it falls onto, onto her, and then Paul like his face, he's he's, he's just the face goes into
0: her chest, and oh. It's very mm. gross. And she like freaks out and then he like winks at her, even though he's dead, he's still like, yeah, God with an explosion.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you just, you, you just like lost like in the most epic way. You have no right to like do this whole, <laughs> you know, go in the epic fashion. You lost all your respect. Yeah, he did. In that final fight. He did.
0: So I, I lost my respect for him at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that point down looks like, yeah, you're not a serious, I'm not taking you seriously anymore. Um. So it's, it's up to, it's up to Lenny, Letty, the, yeah. this name, what's her name? <laughs> uh,
1: it's, uh, uh, Terry, Terry.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> I don't know where you got Lenny from. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with yeah. me and Terry. I can't get a name right. But Terry and Danny, I they have to deal with the snake. I think it's also because, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, um, okay, I haven't met
1: a lot of Terry. You know why? You I know why? Okay, oh, sorry. So sorry, I was just gonna say I haven't met a lot of Terry's in my life, but from what I understand, Terry's generally a a, a, a guy name. Mm. That's like a, that's something you call a, bo- a boy or whatever. Generally, it's not a general. It's not a common girl's name. Mm. Yeah. You know
0: why? I keep thinking J Lo looks a lot like Letty in this movie from Fast and Furious. I keep wanting to call her Letty. That's why. Uh, from Fast and Furious, so. I have no idea that is. <laughs> Uh, um, Michelle Rodriguez.
1: oh Michelle Rodriguez yeah, character. Her okay. name is Letty. If you yeah. say
0: Michelle Rodriguez, then I know who you're talking yeah. about. But Letty, I'm just like, Ooh. dude Leti, anyway. Um, it's up to them to fight the snake. Um, basically, they find some fuel, and um, Ice Cube uses a bit of it to blow up the snake in this giant, giant shaft.
1: Yeah. But J Lo climbs up the chimney, and then the snake obviously follows after. Then, like, he puts down the axe on its tail to obviously keep it in place, and so then he. And then he puts,
0: uh, he gets the fuel and he throws down the match and he blows it up, basically. Yeah, basically. And uh, she ends up hanging on the outside because there's that rope there for whatever And then reason. she like falls down. Exactly. But she, like she, when the, when the explosion goes off, she just like um, lets go. You know, she doesn't kick off or anything. So she would have just ended up splat on the ground there because yeah. they even have a shot. And the water is not exactly directly below. It's, it's a fair ways yeah. away. So if she didn't kick off, she would have just on the ground. But yeah. she landed in the water. And of course, the snake is still alive. And of course, the now the debris hits her. Yeah, none of the debris. The snake, even though it's in the water, it doesn't go under to extinguish itself. Itself, it just stays on fire. For well, it the does. Well, it of... does eventually do. Eventually, that. yeah, but instinctively you would know.
1: Also, the snake doesn't blow up into chunks because you thought that it, you think it would just blow up into pieces, but instead the snake's still whole and everything. It's just on fire basically, mm. and then like it, they have to have like five minutes of the snake screaming because it's on fire, and then eventually it eventually goes down the water. Then you think it's done, and then as there was going across that the uh, the that like docking that like deck or whatever the snake's head pops out that it got like you got to stab with an axe one last time to yeah, finally, to kill finally get
0: rid of it it almost reminds me of um, it like the axe comes out the shot almost reminds me of um, when Paul vanishes in the water the dart comes out it yeah. reminds me of that I don't know if there was meant to be a, connection. a parallel connection drawn yeah. there. But it would be kind of cool because the snakes yeah. are obviously in the second movie as well. Yeah. So maybe it like survived.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously there. Well, obviously I mean there's not just one snake in the title. Yeah. There's obviously yeah, a bunch yeah. of
0: snakes and everything. Um, but not true. I just thought of it now. It's very very <laughs> shallow theory, but still. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, pretty cool then. <laughs> and they, they escape. Um, and then they
1: escape. Stevens uh, Doctor Stevens fine, and then they they do actually find. The Shiri Shiloh- Yeah,
0: the Shiri Shama at the end. At they, first, you they,
1: thought that okay, yeah, that, yeah, that Shiri Shama thing, that's do, not gonna happen. They,
0: they were probably on their way to like spa or clicks or something, and they just happened to come across this boat with three survivors. <laughs> they, what happened <laughs> with you guys? <laughs> yeah, and but um, we'll, one yeah. thing I really have to give this movie pops, uh, pops, props. props for is um, soundtrack.
1: Yeah, the soundtrack it's is phenomenal. phenomenal. Especially the main theme. The main
0: theme theme especially, yes. Across the board, all the music is good. I try to not only pay attention to the main theme, but music in general in that film, it's all very, very good.
1: Well, this is back when a lot of films often, even like the most basic monster movie had had its own own score. Because now Mm -hmm. these days, movies don't have much scores because now they'd rather just throw in popular pop songs or whatever into the movie
0: than rather than give the movie its own unique score. Except for, like, Fast and Furious is the most popular example of making a score for a movie. They have, like, you know, genuine artists come together and make an album for it. But it's not... um, It's nothing... It's not yeah. like Hans Zimmer composer. Yeah, it's not composed. It's, it's just not like a composed songs. track.
1: It's more just like they get a bunch of artists together to make like an album for the mm, movie. Pretty much, yeah. Because now they did that with Suicide Squad as well, which exactly. we talked about.
0: Yeah, we. I remember we wanted to talk about that episode or that Suicide Squad episode. Remember I argued that half of that movie's budget went to hiring the soundtrack guys. <laughs> well, when they were
1: doing when they were doing the reshoots for Suicide Squad, that's basically what they wanted to do. They said that, no, the movie's too dark. We need to put in pop songs. And then they quickly
0: threw together an album. Mm. I think the album was more successful than the movie. <laughs> Basically. Um, well, now the movie did pretty well at the box office. Yeah, it did well. But I think in terms of lasting impact, yeah, the album is still listened to today, but no one watches the movie much anymore. Yeah. Anyway, we went off a bit, a bit of tropic, but tropic? Topic. But, Topic. um, What did I drink? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the score specifically for this film is phenomenal. Mm. It has that that sort of percussion like, percussion, percussion, like a reed instrument. Percussion,
1: like type flute, flute type instrument. Yeah, it's like it sounds very tribal and it's also supposed to symbolize the jungle mm. and the Amazon and everything. No, no, it's, it's a beautiful track.
0: It is. I love the track um, of this movie. I actually saw someone play an instrument like that, a reed flute. Mm. Oh, it was good, dude. I, his, he was selling albums and I met him. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I met him in Durban. Anyway, um, I think that was pretty much after they blow up the snake and they ax it in the, one last time in the head, they get the remaining fuel that Danny didn't use to blow up the snake, and they leave the Amazon. Oh, and they find the Shiri Shama. So and I they imagine find the Shiri Shama. The how they end it. Mm, I, I, I imagine they got a little bit of footage, like maybe they took a day to maybe interview some some uh, of that tribe. If I don't know, they my, my
1: my head is that they were able to put together a doc. They were able yeah. to put together the
0: documentary at the end. Mm, you can hope so. That's my or, that's my head Or maybe they at least set up a date for a documentary. Like, okay, we're kind of wrecked now, we're going to go home, quickly get supplies, and, and we'll come, come back. back. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what it was for. But yeah. So I think that's, that's pretty much the film as a whole. Um, I think at this point we basically go on to shots we really enjoyed.
1: Nah, there's not really much shots that we, that we really liked this movie, except I just really like a lot of the shots of the Amazon, especially a lot of the shots they get at the sunset. Mm. Especially there's that one shot where um, obviously when they get the trunk and then Paul takes out the the the, the, the old anaconda skin and he throws it on the floor. That's when he reveals it. It's all about the snakes and everything. The shot of him actually there's a shot of him and then in the back backdrop you get the sunsets and everything. That that's a very beautiful, beautiful shot. of wide shot.
0: Um, nice, no, beautiful wide shots. They get a lot of. I don't know if you can really constitute it as b-roll, but they have a lot of outside perspective of the the boat moving through the Amazon. They always have shots from the bank of the yeah. boat along the river. Yeah, lots of, lots of very good b-roll. Mm, like you could almost say that's basically the jungle looking at them. because yeah. there's a lot of wildlife all around them. Yeah, and it's the, a very it's a very good very good movie. And uh, another, I think my favorite, or one of my favorite shots is both behind the waterfall that uh, Mm. sequence with um westridge but also there's a scene where he's driving the boat and he has like this green uh, uh, light on his face it comes through like a slit yeah and he that's a cool shot and the same happens with j-lo when she's sleeping in that chair and she wakes up and then uh our you know friendly neighborhood creep is looking at her (laughs) yeah
1: like red flag Um, number (laughs)
0: 2884 there we go um she has like sun coming through the slits as well on her face i thought it was cool yeah and then that um i don't know there aren't really that many standout shots but i think that their use of the environment around them is their strongest point in yeah. terms of cinematography and they, the
1: fact that they actually shot this in the amazon in yeah result, in it, itself it definitely it definitely allows for some really beautiful shots and everything mm. like yeah i mean none of the shots really like stand out it's not like, it's not like Blade Runner 2049 in terms of shots and cinematography and everything. But the cinematography that they do have is very good. You know, it's very good. It's decent. It's very good. It's very good shots. And yeah, I overall enjoy the look of this movie. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I I would argue that too. And then
0: I'd like to bring up that one flaw that you put up with the waterfall. Oh, yes, the waterfall. They were hoping because I think what happened is they didn't get a ship, a a shot of the, the ship leaving that cove bay thing. So they're they like, reverse they planes. just reversed the clip of them driving in to look, it look like they were driving out. And the waterfall is going up. The water is going back up. And I'm like, there's some guy somewhere out there. He was like, no, they, they won't notice it. I know. We'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> well, up until you actually mentioned it, I actually, I honestly didn't notice it. I forgot that it was there until I, I, I watched it with you last night. Um, I knew it was there, but seeing it again reminded me oh yeah this thing exists (laughs) and I just exploded into laughter like oh yeah yeah, they're back with waterfall (laughs) yeah also gripe before I forget um Westridge when he's talking to Danny about driving the ship the the boat sorry he says it's four hard turns to lock it either direction and then the very next shot Ice Cube does six full rotations and he's still turning when they cut away I was like movie did you not see what you just set yourself up for? I know it's very minor, you wouldn't notice it, but...
1: Yeah, chance. but remember, you know, as filmmakers ourselves, we know we know we always make those mistakes. Yeah, where You make those mistakes, those simple mistakes on set, you don't notice it, and then only afterwards when you're busy editing on your computer do you actually like rip out your hair, just go... Ah. Yeah, you know, it's true, of do... course. I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah I... you get frustrating.
0: Mm, that's uh...
1: definitely one, that's, that's the most frustrating part as a filmmaker is when you know you make those simple mistakes and then only afterwards once you've already done your shoot and you've your actors are gone you don't have that location anymore only then do you actually notice all the mistakes and you don't yeah. try and fix it up in
0: post mm. no yeah. i totally get you I, I i make those mistakes as well i don't claim to not to but right. I, I just noticed it last night and i was like i have to bring that up like hmm. other yeah. than that i don't have anything else to say other than i i i know it's kind of a uh it's not a shallow, but it's one of those monster movies. It's nothing extraordinary. It's just yeah. a fun, it's du- a fun, monst- yeah,
1: it's a fun monster movie. I enjoy watching it, and uh, yeah, and it's it's definitely not a freaking four point eight or IMDb. Like I don't know what the hell's, I don't know why people hate this movie so much. Like why? I don't know, like no. why? Okay, if you want to bash with all the sequels, like Lake Placid versus Anaconda or whatever, I understand. But like Anaconda,
0: the first Anaconda is good. Yeah, not I mean, it's not bad. No, it's a passion project. You could see they had heart when they made it. And John Voight, and again, John Voight's performance as an
1: as an act as a villain in this movie, I'd argue, is Oscar worthy. it's, really? like, it's he, that good. Like, apart from his
0: uh, stuntman at the end, <laughs> yeah.
1: <it's laughs> apart, apart from his you know little little embarrassing end
0: uh, finale, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, even I think across the board, Owen Wilson, the actress that plays Denise, Ice Cube, J Lo, they all feel genuine as a cast you know it it doesn't feel like you know my mom told me to be here they all feel like they want to be there
1: yeah (laughs) and that's uh, a
0: good shoot they have a great synergy i I wouldn't say their synergy is as good as attack the blocks youngsters Mm. but yeah they're still believable yeah
1: yeah
0: but yeah, but anyway, thanks for. Wait, wait, what about ratings right Oh uh,
1: ratings, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was a, I, was a, I was jumping too. Oh, soon.
0: I know. Uh, we're going to the pub, yeah, and he's yeah. fantasizing about beer. <laughs> I'm
1: fantasizing about beer and everything like that. Oof, yeah.
0: So um, your rating, my good man. My
1: rating. Mm. my uh, my rating, I'd give it a I'd give it a seven out of ten. Really? Yeah, seven out of ten. It's an enjoyable movie and seven is a good score in my book. Um and yeah, no, seven out of ten, pretty good. And it's and yeah, again, it's definitely not a 4.8 on 9 dB. Like I, I don't know. I
0: strongly agree. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know what people's problems are with this movie, honestly. Like I mean, people just seem to hate this movie, and like I'm just like this movie's
0: enjoyable. It's maybe uh, maybe Anacondas is like the the horror or monster movie equivalent of like Nickelback. Everyone hates them, but they're still actually all right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe they went to watch Nicki Minaj's
1: music video. They came back and they were like, what's this about?
0: Where are the Amazons wearing skimpy clothing? <laughs> Where's Nicki Minaj? <laughs> maybe uh, they, maybe they, uh, they mix the universes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think as a rating for me, I, I wanted to say seven as well. It is, they have some obvious flaws and questionable um, plot points, but I still think it's really an enjoyable film. Mm. It's not like uh, this, it's not a Lake Placid versus Anaconda. No. It's, it's many tiers above that. Yeah. So I, I agree with you with a seven. I wanted to give it a six, but I was like, no, you can see they really tried. So yeah. I'm still, I'm staying with seven like you. Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. that would that would be my rating, my good dude. Cool.
1: <laughs> and uh yeah thanks thanks for watching guys our first episode for october halloween um uh well there's we've got we've got some newer movies coming out you know in october because obviously we've got venom let there be carnage which you know hint hint there'll be an episode of, uh, something related to that and there's also dune that i want to want us to go watch and do a video on so some of these episodes might start in september then sort of bleed sort of into october instead mm-hmm. of it just being all, all in october but anyway but yeah we've got four great horror movies this is the first one and yeah th- thanks for watching guys please uh, p- please like share and subscribe if you have any feedback please let us know in the comments and also if you're listening to our audio uh, audio version or one of our podcast platforms like spotify please do leave us a review and leave us any feedback we always are
0: trying to improve improve, improve the show and everything and oh, uh, uh, that's that's yeah. why i just jumped like that <laughs> um point in case like it in case case in point of we're trying to improve the show is we actually got a better quality mic right now um we're literally going to go and buy a tripod small tripod for it now so we can have even better audio quality yeah so So you um, you guys will see some up you guys will slowly start to see more and more
1: upgrades as the show goes on as the episodes go on exactly but but yeah but anyway thanks guys